0: What's up, folks? AJ Shulo here from DailyFanMMA.com, filling in for Brett Apley this week. I'm going to give you guys the UFC Vegas 27 picks, DraftKings picks. We're going to give you guys a cash game play, a tournament play, a salary saver play, and a fade. Uh, Before we get down to business, uh, I would like to remind you guys to please like this video, subscribe to this channel. Pat, uh, Cody, Paul, everybody on this channel provides an abundance of great content. Not just MMA, but all sports and totally for free. Who doesn't love free? Uh, But as far as this week, uh, Mad Lab has a main event breakdown for this event. Cody Garbrandt versus Rob Font. Great main event. Look forward to hearing his thoughts on that, as well as Paul and Cody have their thoughts on the card in its entirety already posted for the Dogger Pass podcast. So a lot of great content on this this channel. Please subscribe uh, and like the content. So let's get down to business, shall we? So my cash game play is going to be Bruno Silva at 9,300. And there's a variety of reasons for this play. One is he's got a strong chance to win per the betting odds. He is North of minus 300 on the betting line. And I think personally, he is in a great matchup on paper against uh, Victor Rodriguez, who has not been past the second round of his pro MMA career and has been finished in all of his losses. My eyes my eyes tell me that Bruno is the better striker. He's more technical. He hits harder. He's more defensively sound and varied. And also, I think he's a better wrestler and grappler here. Bruno Silva has had a lot of success landing at least a few takedowns per fight. He's also BJJ Black belts. seen Rodriguez on the regional scene, get taken down easily, get mounted. And I just think that Bruno is the better fighter than him everywhere. Better wrestler, better grappler, better striker, who's also just much more tested and experienced. And when we talk about more metrics, you know, Bruno has a great inside distance line. You know, he's about minus money to win inside the distance, which is near 50% chance of doing so. Has a lot of finishing potential while standing or on the ground. You know, Rodriguez is coming off a knockout loss to Adrian Ynez. He was also knocked out once on the regional scene as well. So I just like Bruno's several different avenues to not only winning, but just putting up a big DraftKings score. He could, again, wrestle, grapple, which we know could score very well on DraftKings. He could finish on the ground or standing. And and the odds back that up as well. So I really like Bruno Silva in the spot. He's going to be my cash game play of the week. Next up, we got a tournament play. And um, tournaments, I always love to get out of my comfort zone. And I always think that that edge is going to be there just because um, you know it's out of your comfort zone. You don't always want to you don't always want to do it at a given point in the time. But um, I like Jack here at eighty nine hundred because he's got a strong wins inside the distance line. It's not too much different than say Brett, Ben Rothwell, who's priced higher than him but has better odds to win. And I just like similar to what we talked about with Silva, Jack has a variety of ways to putting up a big score. Um, Jack comes from a, uh, Greco Roman wrestling background, which means a lot of like clinch based takedowns, trips, foot sweeps, things like that. And once he gets the fight to the ground, he, you know, self-proclaimed has the best ground and pound in the business. Does Jack say, and he's also a very good submission grappler from the front headlock position, guillotine chokes specifically. And so I just think that, you know, Jack facing uh prospect here in Edmund Shabazian, who we just, we've seen it more than once in the past have. Uh, cardio issues. There's always reason to believe that Edmund, who's so young in his career, is getting better, and I believe he has. But is it enough for him to fix up the holes that he's shown in his game uh, in this in this amount of time? Last time he fought was in August of last year against Derek Brunson, where he um, showed you know that he still has not patched up those holes that he had in his UFC debut against Darren Stewart. You know he still slowed down there in round two. He got taken down. He got back mounted. He took a lot of ground and pound and then was finished in round three. So I like Jack because he has the potential here to wrestle where Shabazian out. Jack has shown a higher tempo. He lands north of five significant strikes per minute. He's got a, a reach advantage here in Shabazian. And unless if Jack gets knocked out early, I just think that he has a lot of different ways to not only win, just but just put up a dominant DraftKings score. Just go out there. Landed volume, land takedowns, land a lot of ground and pound, you know, non significant strikes, earn top control time, and, you know, even get a finish on the ground. So I just think that Jack Hermanson has got a variety of ways to putting up a big score. And not only that, I think he's a bit of a contrarian option because his odds to win aren't as high as, say, uh, Demir Ismagulov, who's at the top tier, Ben Rothwell as well. And that's just something that I would like to, to do. I, I challenge myself at, you know, get outside my comfort zone, play these guys that aren't labeled as safe, but do have upside and can hit that upside in a variety of ways. So Jack Hermanson at 8,900 is going to be my tournament recommendation. We got a salary play here and it's got odds value. And I always look to go here um, in cash games, especially for fighters that are basically in a pick them fight per the betting odds. And Carlos Barza pretty much is, Uh, plus 100 on the betting odds. So like she's got a 50% chance to win. And Esparza lands 3.44 takedowns per 15 minutes. She's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu brown belt. She comes from a wrestling background. She's shown good MMA wrestling, the ability to chain wrestle, double legs in open space. And that's how she wins fights, get takedowns, earn top control time, land non-significant strikes and basically win rounds that way. She's not particularly a dangerous finisher, but as we've seen with this new DraftKings scoring system, you don't need a finish to put up a big score. I mean, we've seen fighters in the past go out there and just literally take the other guy down and just lay on them for 15 minutes and put up 106 points. Marcos Rogerio de Lima versus Maurice Green comes to mind from a couple cards ago. He literally just went out there, took him down once a round and scored 106 points. So with the Sparza, um, her style kind of aligns with that. She goes out there, gets takedowns. And in her last fight against Marina Rodriguez, she scored a little over 100 points. And I think that's her path victory here against Yan Jionan. Yan Jionan is a fighter that a lot of people are high on, including myself. Um, she has the advantage striking does Yan. She's more technical. She's more varied. She hits harder, but it's going to be up to Esparza to go out there and land those takedowns. So we have a true uh, wrestler versus striker type of matchup. And I know Yan on paper, if you look at the stats, she's got 75% takedown defense, but my eye tel- The eye test tells me that she could be taken down. She was taken down easily by Claudia Gedalia from a single leg in round one. I've also seen Yan controlled in the clinch for multiple minutes. Um, I think she could do a better job of fishing for underhooks to separate. And I think that will be what Carlo likes to test here. You know, just get the clinch or even just try and take her down in open space and earn top control time. And that's going to be, if she does win this fight, how she does it. It just seems very unlikely that she goes out there and, and outstrikes Yan. Um, even though Carlos improving standing, I just I don't think she's closed that gap between her and Yan. Yan uh, just got her beat on the feet, so that's going to be Carlos' path to victory. Unlikely to finish, but the fight is very likely to go to distance. So in theory, she's got a high floor in a win or loss scenario. And Yan's coming off a win against Claudia Gadelia, where she just beat a grappler wrestler. But I would like to preface that by saying uh, Gadelia, I just think has inferior cardio relative to Asparza. Esparza's is much more willing to go for. Uh, more technical takedowns as the fight goes on. Esparza is just better wrestling in open space, I would argue, better double legs, things like that, and could do so at a more willing rate uh, than, say, Gadelia can. So uh, like Esparza, I think she's viable in tournaments. I think she's viable in cash as well uh, due to the betting odds, due to her path to victory, and, and due to her upside, even in a decision scenario. So I like Carlos Esparza at 7,600. And last thing we got a fade And just like we talked about with these other options, I always want to map out the various foreseeable outcomes to where, um, you know, maybe it blows up. Maybe it misses because uh, at the end of the day, MMA is a high variance sport. You know, one punch could literally end the fight. It's not like in football where somebody gets injured, um, you know, somebody on that team. If you're, say, you know, heavy on the quarterback on that team, you know, the running back. Uh, could just get a substitute and, and the the offense could still be somewhat functional in most circumstances. Whereas in MMA, it's just like one punch could literally just change everything. Um, so with this recommendation, David Dvorak at 8,700, um, in theory, like he could finish, but it doesn't seem particularly likely considering Paiva has shown a granite chin. I've seen him take a hard knee clean and he just seemed – Largely unfazed by it. He got stopped by TKO against Rogerio Bontorin. But going back and watching it on film, and even if you want to look at, like, the notes of the stoppage, it was was stopped due to a cut. It wasn't like he was knocked out or anything like that. His eye was just – it was just so messed up. He was rendered unable to continue by the staff. And so I just think that Dvorak, who's a guy that has not shown the willingness to wrestle – um, and even if he wanted to, Paiva trains a team alpha male, a good wrestling camp. He's shown good takedown defense. He's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt as Paiva. I just think that even if Dvorak just randomly wants to wrestle here, maybe he just we just haven't seen it from him, that it's just unlikely that he has a lot of success wrestling Paiva. And then in terms of the standup, Dvorak, I think he's a very intelligent and technical fighter, but he's a counter striker. He doesn't strike me as a huge power puncher. Um, he, his volume is decent, but not great. And at 8,700, I really feel like he's finished reliant. And I just think that, you know, based on the fact that he doesn't, he hasn't shown to be a huge knockout threat in the UFC. And based on the fact that has shown a great chin, it just seems very, very unlikely that Dvorak goes out here, hits his upside. And he's not even that big of a favorite to go out here and win, right? I mean, he could even realistically lose. I just feel like at his price point, there's just other options that I want um, I would prefer to target the dog in this matchup if, I, if I'm gonna play this matchup at all in DraftKings. Uh, but Dvorak to me is the clear fade on this card. Just think that there's just a, a variety of ways that uh he doesn't hit his upside, and just so very uh few that he does. Just maybe like a late kick finish, maybe just something totally flukish happens. Uh, but other than that, I'm not gonna let that scare me from you know being very, very light on him in tournaments. Um and that'll do it. Those are the plays. I want to go quickly over them again. Cash game play is Bruno Silva at 9,300. Tournament play, Jack Hermanson at 8,900. Salary play, Carlos Spars at 7,600. And the fate of the week is David Dvorak. Thank you guys so much for the support. Uh, really grateful to be filling in here for Brett Apley. If you guys haven't already done so, friendly reminder to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Um, and my name is AJ Shulo. I can be found on Twitter at AJ underscore Good luck on the contest, guys, and have a nice weekend.